Hello, everyone. First of all, I'd love to thank you for tuning in to the Integrative Thoughts podcast. I am your host, Matt Kaufman. And through this platform, I plan on seeking out guests that interest me, that I am curious about, and overall just living a more meaningful, purposeful life in hopes that you as listeners and I myself can grasp onto a little bit of their knowledge and integrate that into our daily lives. Are you having trouble losing weight? Do you get extreme food cravings, especially at night? What about the inability to lose weight even when you cut calories and do a lot of exercise? I know I fell into this category for pretty much most of my life. It's actually probably not even your fault. You most likely have what's called leptin resistance. Leptin is actually a hormone made by the fat cells that regulates food intake and energy expenditure by communicating with the brain. The more fat you have, the more negative leptin messages are actually being sent to your brain. This creates what's called leptin resistance and is going to sabotage all dieting efforts and causes food cravings even when you have enough fat stored. Introducing Zenith, this is an all-new, completely natural formula that gently decreases leptin levels to restore accurate communication between fat cells in the brain. Zenith contains zero harmful stimulants, it's made of all-natural polysaccharides and acetylated fatty acids, very safe for long-term weight loss plans, and it is made in the USA. In an eight-week, university-conducted, double-blind, placebo-controlled study, participants lost 21.3 pounds of fat, lost almost four inches off their waistline, and reduced serum leptin levels by 43%. So if you or someone you know, someone you really love is struggling with weight loss, head down to the show notes. I'll have a link there and a few videos where you can learn more information about Zenith. So listen, I've been experimenting with different types of minerals, especially magnesium, for the past five to six years. But I could never really find a product that I could feel the benefits that magnesium claimed to give. Magnesium is one of the most important minerals for all of human health. It participates in over 600 different biochemical reactions in the body, yet over 80% of the population is deficient. Magnesium deficiency can increase risk for all disease and greatly decrease optimal performance. That's why I like Bioptimizers. They use all seven forms of magnesium in a highly bioavailable form in their product Magnesium Breakthrough. Magnesium helps with stress, anxiety, sleep, immune function, detoxification, and so much more. If you want to try out this product, head over to Bioptimizers and use code INTEGRATIVETHOUGHTS10 to receive a 10% discount on their amazing product, Mag Breakthrough. Today's guest is Tina Anderson. She is one of the founders of Just Thrive Health. That is one of my favorite supplement companies. We're going to go into her background, how she started off as a lawyer and then left that high stress job and she focused on finding a passion. She was a little frustrated with the pharmaceutical industry and how they had treated some of her family members and close friends. She started to dive into everything that she could about natural health and landed on gut health. So we're going to explain a lot about gut health here and how she developed and came about and landed on these unique spore-based probiotics. Now, if you want to try any of these products that we mentioned on our show, she has been kind enough to give us a discount code. So that code is ITP15. You'll receive 15% off. And what I do is I take one just calm in the morning on an empty stomach along with six of the IgG formula. That's going to help 
calm me down, also start to facilitate some gut cleansing through the IgG. And then with my biggest meal today, I take two caps of the Just Thrive probiotics because it does help uptake nutrient absorption as well as help with gut health. And that is my Just Thrive stack. So enjoy. Tina, round two on the technical difficulties. Hopefully we can get get through this time. How are you doing? I'm great, man. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, super pumped to have you on the show. I've been a fan of your products. Used them off and on quite a bit for the past probably uh, year and a half, two years, I would say. I've heard about uh, heard some podcasts with you guys on there a while back. You know, uh, Luke's stories and some others, and was really intrigued about the message with the probiotics because honestly. I've actually always been kind of anti-probiotics. I'm like, I'm not really get anything. I feel like I'm just wasting money. And so I was kind of a breath of fresh air when I found your products. But instead of diving right into the probiotics, I know you kind of have this good kind of like mindset practice and you speak about the power of affirmations. Can you tell us kind of like how those influence you and what that like daily practice looks like? Yeah, it's been a huge part of my life. It's so funny. When I was a child, my dad used to wake me up every morning and say, Tina, you're getting better and better every day in every way. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, you know, a typical like teenager or, you know, 10 year old just be like, oh my God, my dad's a weirdo. Why is he doing this stuff? And, um, you know, now I realize the wisdom that he had and he would always, he would actually ask me to dictate books um, into a tape recorder. Like basically he wanted to listen to books on tape. And so I would read like Wayne Dyer and um, Norman Vincent Peale and um, Joseph Murphy, all these great thinkers. And I think subconsciously I, I started to understand the power of the mind. And without, even though consciously I was thinking, my goodness, like, what is he doing? Why does my dad do these weird things? And um, obviously I realize how important it is and how it's been, it's been such a huge practice in my life. And I think the early part of my life, it was, like I said, very subconscious. Um, I, I used to create things in my mind and I, I envisioned like this great marriage and having kids and this life. And I love being a career woman. And it's like all of those things manifested themselves. And I realized that you know, you need to visualize things in your life and they start to come to fruition. And I, I do believe that writing affirmations is really important. And so I do, you know, I wake up every morning and I say my daily affirmations. I have one that's really more like health related, one that's more business related, which has been, I think that's the one that I really realized that my goodness, does this really work? You know, telling yourself this every day. Um, I have one that's just kind of general, um, and then I change them up every once in a while, depending on what's going on. So I, I just think it's really, really an important part of starting your day off right by um, giving, saying these affirmations out loud. Yeah, I totally agree. People don't really understand the what kind of like programming it almost does. When I was really sick with Lyme disease, I used to write and say out loud, like, I, Matthew Kaufman, am healing my brain and body. I, and I'd say it out loud, like I just kept repeating it, pre repeating it, or you are healing or, you know, whatever it was. And I really felt awful, but those would make me feel a little bit better. They would kind of give me confidence to keep researching and trying to dig in through the information on what was actually wrong with me. Because actually, when I was saying those affirmations, I didn't even know I had Lyme. I just like didn't know what was going on. I was seeing different doctors. We were living in a moldy house. So I think that the affirmations really do work. And then the meditation stack on top of that that I do every morning is uh, tends to be pretty powerful for me. 
Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. It's amazing. The one business one I have, it's, uh, it's, it's about what I need to do to have this successful business. And, um, so much of it is like, you know, by taking care of my customers on a regular basis. And it's funny because, you know, early in starting this business, it was just my husband and I, and we were, we had raising three kids. They were all in sports. We were running around like chickens with our head cuts off. And we were, um, and I'm like, no, I have to return this call because it, I re- it reminded me every morning that I need to take care of my customers or I need to return this email. I need to return, I need to treat my customer like they are gold. And, and that's what we've done as a company, even as we've grown. So it is, it's a crazy how important it is. Um, and you're right. It's like programming your mind. Yeah, that's beautiful. And um, I, I think a lot of people in like the health or the spiritual space tend to kind of like at, be anti-money. And I really think that you can like serve people and help people and also be prosperous and make money. And so I'm glad that you guys have figured out a way to kind of like have money manifestations, make money on the back end, but also figured out a purpose and how to serve people as well. Cause some people I meet in like the spiritual and the yoga space, my wife's a yoga instructor and we throw retreats and things like that. They're kind of, I think blocked somewhere as far as like the money aspect of it. And it's like, you literally can do both. So you just need to figure out some affirmations and figure out how to work through them blockages. Right. No, absolutely. And I think so much of my affirmation is also just about Exactly. Like serving the customer. And and so much of our mission is about empowering people to take control of their health. And that's super important to us. And that's part of my mission of or my affirmation that I say on a daily basis. It is definitely not just financial. But yeah, the more the more success we have financially in the business, the more people we could help. And and that's what I think that that's a, a shift in mindset. I think people need to sometimes make because it, it's so true. We've invested so much more of the money back into the business and in research studies and things like that. And so it's allowed us to grow and change so many more people's lives. Yeah, 100%. You need that money to leverage things, to be able to take care of your own health, to take care of your family, to reinvest. Like you just, you need to be able to figure out how to make the money part of it and not just fully be drained and always give, give, give. You need to receive something on the back end as well. And I think the mindset stuff and the Joe Dispenza and the meditations and the affirmations can really remove some of the blockages and help some of the people get there as well. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your backstory and how you got involved in this whole uh, supplement space that you're in now? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I started out my career journey in law. I'm an attorney and I was in litigation for many years, um, working crazy hours. And um, we started to have children. And I just didn't want to live that life anymore. It was actually not fulfilling. It was not a fulfilling career at all. I was doing, you know, litigation and insurance defense matters. And it was, um, you know, like I said, crazy hours every Saturday and Sunday. I'm at the office doing FaceTime. And so didn't want to do that anymore. So I was fortunate to be able to leave that when I had my second child and able to go into a family pharmaceutical business, which I thought was great because I thought, you know, pharmaceuticals were delivering these life-saving pharmaceuticals and um, bringing health to people. And, you know, it wasn't that long after being in the industry, we started to see a lot of the abuses in the pharmaceutical industry. Um, of course, there is a place for pharmaceuticals, um, especially in life-saving situations, emergency situations, acute type of situations. But 
we really started to see the overprescribing of medications, both in the industry as well as with family members. You know, we saw one family member that started on one pharmaceutical. The next thing you know, she was on a dozen different medications and never getting better. Um, and then we saw it in the industry. We we had um, one situation that happened where um, we had won this huge bid from one of the largest hospital systems in the country, and the pharmaceutical rep came in and told my husband, um, who's my business partner now, that, okay, you know what my job is now? My job is to lower the number that this doctor prescribes this particular medication for. So in essence, like lowering, like it's prescribing a medication that isn't necessarily necessary, but they're, they're trying to open that pool of numbers. So we just, we decided we need, you know, like I said, we, you know, read a lot of Wayne Dyer, Norman's appeal, we were not doing our life's work. Wayne Dyer would always speak to me like he's saying, you know, you're not doing your life's work. You're not doing your life's work. And um, I would read that over and over again. And so we, my husband and I decided to um, look into the natural health space because that was the way we lived our lives already with our children. Um, we always, you know, our kids would get a fever and we would let it kind of climb a little bit. And of course, if it got dangerously high, we wouldn't continue to go, have it go high, but we wouldn't get quickly give them ibuprofen to bring it down because we know our the fever is, you know, our body's natural way to fight an infection. And so um, we decided that we wanted to do something that was more in line with the way we already lived our lives. And so we researched a lot about a lot of different um, options out there, but we, through being at the right place in the right time, one of my um, husband's colleagues was um, called us into his office one day and said, you guys will not believe this, but we actually have the opportunity to license these incredible probiotic strains from London University. And this colleague of my husband's is he, one of them. He's like, I don't think there's five people that know more about the gut in this whole world than I do. I'm in, in this whole country. He's like, I know so much about the gut. And I always knew that there was a problem with probiotics out there. And th this is different. This is so different. Um, and so we did some research. We did a lot of research. Um, and we ended up licensing these uh, incredible strains out of London University. Um, you know, we took our life savings, <laughs> put it into the business. And it was the scariest thing we've ever done. Um, <laughs> but obviously, the most gratifying thing we've ever done. Yeah, good for you. Was born. That's amazing. And uh, before we dive into a lot of the supplements and the probiotics, um, I haven't really had anyone go super, super deep on the uh, how important gut function is just in general and kind of the gut brain connection. Do you want to speak on that before we get into the probiotics? Yeah. So I think it's really important to, I, I'm glad you did that because I love just talking about gut health in general. And so, you know, I think foundationally, we now know that the gut is responsible for virtually every aspect of our overall health. Most people will associate having some gut imbalance when they have gas or bloating or diarrhea, constipation, those normal digestive issues. And those are definitely issues that dictate, you know, that indicate that you have a gut dysbiosis going on or gut imbalance going on. But what people are just starting to understand is, you know, allergies, autoimmune issues, those are all stemming from a leaky gut or a gut imbalance going on, heart disease, cancer, diabetes, brain health, you know, mood disorders, those are all connected, skin rashes, those are all connected to some form of dysbiosis in our gut. Um, our immune system, 80% of our immune system are found is found in our gut lining. Um, we really, we have to start when you're talking about health, maintaining health and 
or fixing something that's going on, it's paramount that we start in the gut because our gut is dictating every aspect of our overall health. And um, we now know that we are, you know, 10 times more bacterial cells than we are human. The Human Microbiome Project was launched about 12 years ago by the National Institutes of Health, told us more about the gut than we ever knew before. And what we now know is that we are 10 times more bacterial cells than we are human. And so people, that's hard for people to wrap around that we actually have more bacterial cells. We are made up more of bacterial cells than we are human cells. And yet we live in this world that is so disruptive to our bacteria. You know, we, we have, you know, antibacterial hand sanitizers, antibacterial soaps. We have antibiotics that are killing off antibiotics that we take and antibiotics that are in our meats, you know, in our, in our farm raised products, you know, our meat supply. Um, all these antibacterial, um, household cleaners that you find out there. You know, there was a study that actually showed that households that use, um, products that say kills 99.99% of the bacteria actually have children with a higher incidence of asthma and allergies because they know that they're killing the bacteria. We need bacteria. I, I always say like, Bacteria needs like a PR campaign because less than <laughs> 1% of bacteria is actually harmful. The ma- overwhelming majority of bacteria is actually really beneficial to us and, and um, necessary for our well-being and our health. So um, it's just, you know, overall we have, and, and most of our bacteria is actually found in our gut. Um, so it's really paramount that we're taking care of our gut before, you know, all of the other modalities that we try to, you know, do to take care of ourselves and our health. Because when our gut is inflamed, which most people's are because of the world we're living in, we are not absorbing nutrients. You know, it's not you are what you eat. It's really you are what you absorbed. And so many people are having, you know, it's an epidemic of people not being able to absorb nutrients because there's so much inflammation going on in their gut. So, um, you know, gut health just overall is so important. And unfortunately, the world we live in between, like I said, the antibacterial hand sanitizers and soaps, the antibiotics that we are taking, um, you know, either if we don't take them, I mean, of course, antibiotics save lives. And every once in a great while, you may need to take an antibiotic, but it's, you know, it's not meant to be taken on a consistent basis. And then also antibiotics are found in our food supply. Um, the other big offender to our gut health is glyphosate, which is the active ingredient in Roundup. So Roundup is sprayed all over our produce. Um, it's so detrimental. We know antibiotics kill the bad bacteria and they also kill the good bacteria, um, which is a problem because they're killing the good bacteria. But with glyphosate, which is the active ingredient in Roundup, they're only killing the good bacteria. So they're not even killing the bad bacteria in our bodies. They may be trying to kill weeds and things like that, but they're actually only targeting the beneficial bacteria in the gut. So glyphosate is really detrimental to our gut health. Um, you know, stress, obviously we're at epidemic levels of stress in this world. Um, that's really detrimental to our health. People think that's kind of woo-woo and that really doesn't matter, but stress is now proven that, you know, there's a gut-brain connection that we could go into later, but we know that um, stress that we're living with on a regular basis is incredibly detrimental to our gut health. So we, unfortunately, and the toxins and the, you know, the chemicals that we're breathing are all so t- detrimental to our gut health. And it's why we see this rise in allergies and um, ADD and ADHD with kids, um, 
you know, when I was a kid, which was a long, long, long time ago, I'm, I'm obviously much older than you and your audience. Um, I knew one child that had a peanut allergy um, all the way from kindergarten through graduating high school. And I went to a huge high school. Um, I knew one one classmate that had peanut allergy. I mean, now we see it's epidemic proportions of people with um, allergies. And so this is all due to this di- disintegration of our guts. So um, I would I definitely would say when you're on a health journey that you need to start on your gut. Yeah, I, I actually totally agree because when I first started getting really sick and having the brain fog and I started eating the most like pristine, clean diet, regenerative meat, you know, organ meats. I tried paleo. I tried keto. There was a point where I went all the way down to carnivore because I just felt as if that was like all my body could digest. I'd take some uh, digestive enzymes. Sometimes I'd have some honey, but I was kind of like in this rut. And I really don't think all the supplements I was taking at the time and the food, I don't think I was really digesting it, even with the enzymes. I don't think I was getting very much out of it. And it took for me to kind of kill off a lot of the pathogens and work on the microbiome and do some other things to really feel like I started to like absorb and actually assimilate most of the stuff. I think I was wasting shit tons of money on a lot of these products because I just wasn't getting any absorption out of it. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, so it's crazy. So it's definitely something you should work on. So when we do kind of start to balance out the gut, how does that help us to assimilate the nutrients better? Is it by uh, plugging up that leaky gut or what? That's a part of it. You know, we it's also reducing the inflammation when you start healing your gut, which that's the good news. Your gut can be healed. And that's really exciting. Um, so we want to reduce the inflammation going on because that's going to help support that gut lining. I mean, the the when you have leakiness of the gut, it is so detrimental. I mean, it, it's the cause of so many, so much chronic inflammation in the body that could lead to heart disease and um, like it's diabetes, cancer, all of these things. When you have that chronic low grade inflammation going on, which is caused by a leaky gut, um, you know, it, it, you're not absorbing nutrients. You're not, you're allowing nutrients, food particles to seep into your bloodstream. I mean, we could be eating all the kale and taking all the supplements we want. These things are not supposed to be going into our bloodstream. They're supposed to stay in that intestinal tract. And, um, and that's, that's what happens when you have a leaky gut is that these particles. So it could be food particles. It could be LPS toxins, which are lipopolysaccharide toxins that um, are really not problematic in the gut. But once they seep into the bloodstream, they start to create this activation by the immune system and this chronic below-grade inflammation on a regular basis that leads to a myriad of diseases. Yeah, the LPS has been kind of a hot topic, especially in the like uh, Ray Pete style community. They're all doing like the uh, raw carrot salad and it's supposed to reduce that LPS. But uh, your probiotics work in a similar fashion, huh? Well, yeah, no, in, in fact, it's really exciting because there was a double, the, the type of probiotics we use are called spore-based probiotics. And spore-based probiotics have this endospore shell around itself, and it allows it to survive the journey from the mouth all the way to the intestines and get there 100% alive. And I could go into that a little bit later too, but um, basically there was a study that we did a study on these spore-based probiotics that the spores that are used in Just Thrive, the strains that are used in Just Thrive, and they basically showed that after 30 days, so just to, maybe I'll back up and just go to the whole study. So the study took about 100 college students. Um, these were healthy college students, no dietary um, 
no, no health issues, no um, medications, nothing like that. These were healthy college students. They tested them to see if how many had a leaky gut. And out of the 100 young college students, over 50% of them had a leaky gut and didn't know it. And they tested this by measuring how much of the LPS toxins seeped into the bloodstream after a challenge meal. So after eating, how many of those LPS toxins seeped into the bloodstream? So they took that 55% of the college students, divided them in half and took half of them got the placebo, half of them got the, you know, the spores uh, that are found in Just Thrive. And what they, they sent them home 30 days, go, you know, do whatever you need to do, no dietary or lifestyle modifications at all. And we all know what college students do to their guts when they're in college with no dietary lifestyle medicate or um, limitations. And so basically they came back after 30 days, gave them another challenge meal and found that the treated group, so the, the group that took the spores, actually saw a 42% decrease in LPS toxins seeping into the bloodstream. So this is so profound. I have never seen a study of this magnitude before. There's not a pharmaceutical product, another probiotic product, any over-the-counter product that I'm aware of that has a study of this magnitude showing that after 30 days of these spores, actually we saw the 42% reduction in LPS toxins going into the bloodstream. Now, what's scary about it is the placebo group actually saw a 32% increase in LPS toxins going into the bloodstream. So what that's telling us is that when you have a leaky gut, it's like this drippy faucet. You know, it's like a little leak, another little leak. And then all of a sudden, these leaks become to the point where they overflow. And that's when people start to develop autoimmune issues or heart disease or, you know, anxiety, depression, whatever it may be. So we really, it's really, really important that we realize this leakiness of the gut is very detrimental because it's this constant leak. And then when you start having this leakiness of the gut, and you don't address it, it just continues to build and build. So really by taking the spores, it actually increased the, you know, protection by over 70% because it was a 42% increase, decrease in LPS toxins going into the bloodstream. And then a 32% increase of LPS toxins if you weren't treating it, you know, with the spore or taking the spores with it. So um, it, it's a really a profound study, and um, we, you know, we're very research based, as I think you know. Um, and it's really exciting to have this type of evidence behind it. You know, we wanted to raise the bar in the supplement space. We, I know there's a lot of. I think supplements are really important. I take a ton myself. Um, unfortunately, just like any industry, there's a, people who abuse the industry, and so we wanted to raise that bar in the supplement space by doing double-blind human clinical trials, which is, you know, somewhat unheard of. But leaky gut, they estimate 80% of the adult population has a leaky gut and they don't even know it. And that's, you know, consistent with the study that was done um, at University of North Texas on the spores. Yeah. And I would have to agree. It seems like if you, if you dig a little bit with anybody, just a relative or friend, and you start saying like, how do you feel? They're going to say fine. But if you ask like specific questions, like, how are your bowel movements or how's your gut? How's your brain fog? Like they'll start to tell you as you dig in. I see this with clients when I'm coaching and everything. It's like you have to just dig a little bit because if you just say, hey, how are you feeling? They're going to say, I feel pretty good. And then yeah. you start to ask them specific questions and you're like, no, you you have gut dysfunction. You have some brain fog. You clearly have some fatigue. And a lot of times people ask me 
like why like why I take so many supplements and it's like you just don't understand the magnitude of like the environmental stressors with, along with the demands that we need to live in our normal our society you know I had Ian Mitchell on the show and he makes an amazing C60 product and he said if we didn't have all the environmental stressors and demands he'd just be down by the river fishing he wouldn't be creating C60 to try to help the population detox and upregulate their electron transport chain like you know he's just it's a modern world that we're living in and we need some of these supplements to adapt. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I, I mean, I always tell people if you're living in like a Papua New Guinea tribe or Tanzania and, and this, the soil that has been untouched, you don't need to take spore-based probiotics. You don't need to take these, but unfortunately, you know, our soil is so depleted of nutrients. Our soil is, you know, over farmed and um, has chemicals all over it. It just is you know, so much of this, the bacteria that we need is just no longer available to us. But yeah, if you lived in, if you're in Tanzania and like these tribes that have all of these, you know, this clean soil, you definitely don't need them. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, totally agree. So let's dive into the probiotics a little bit. Let's actually first start with like, why don't like most regular probiotics work? Like I touched on, like, I don't feel like I really ever got much. There is one that bioptimizers make that I thought was pretty good. It's supposed to just only kill bad bacteria. It's like the P3OM. I did notice some pretty decent benefits from that. But besides that, I never really got much out of any other probiotics I've tried. So why don't the most normal probiotics really work? Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I, we see this all the time. You know, people are like, I, yeah, I didn't, it didn't really work for me or, or maybe it worked a little, but then it stopped. And so basically the majority of probiotics on the market are made up of lactobacillus bifidobacterium, um, that type of bacteria. And these by nature are very sensitive organisms. They have difficulty surviving your body temperature for one. And, you know, your, the, that route from your mouth all the way down to your, intestines. So basically the stomach is very acidic. It's meant to be the gastric barrier. And so the major, overwhelming majority of probiotics are killed off by the stomach acid. Um, in order to be defined as a probiotic, it needs to be a live microorganism that confers a benefit onto the host. The problem with the overwhelming majority of probiotics on the market is they don't even meet that first part of the definition. They are not live microorganisms when they get to the intestines. You know, and that's one of my the myths I always talk about is this refrigeration myth. You know, so many people say, oh, in order to be a, my doctor told me in order to be a good probiotic, it actually needs to be refrigerated. And I'm like, no, you know, it needs to if it needs to be refrigerated, that's actually a sign of a weak probiotic, because what that's telling us is that that probiotic strain can't even withstand the room temperature of the store shelf. It needs to be refrigerated. Otherwise, it would die. So what on earth will happen when you swallow that probiotic in your body temperature, which is 98.6, much warmer than in the store shelf? And so the answer is that they don't. And then much less when they get to the gastric system, when they try to get through that stomach, they're dying. So essentially, the overwhelming majority of probiotics actually are dead bacterial therapy. They get to your gut and they're giving you dead bacteria. And there is actually some research that show that dead bacteria will give you some symptomatic relief. But imagine what live bacteria could do. And so that's really the biggest difference with the spores is they have that ability. They're actually in their dormant state when they're when you get them in the bottle. Um, these are 
the same strains our ancestors used to get from the soil. They would eat roots and tubers off the land and they would consume those bacteria on a regular basis. And that's how they were taking care of their gut. Um, and so the spores are, and like I said, if you live in one of these tribes where you ate off the land, you wouldn't need, you know, the spore based bacteria because you would be able, you'd be getting it from the land. But the spores actually have this endospore shell around itself. And it, when it's in this dormant state, when they, when it has this shell around itself, it's in a dormant state. And that's when it allows you to swallow it and get past that gastric system, the harsh environment of the stomach acid. And when it hits the intestines, that's when it takes its endospore shell off. And that's when it becomes a live microorganism. And then it starts to work you know, in the intestinal tract for about 21 to 28 days, where it's literally moving from like the small intestine all the way down to the distal colon, doing all kinds of great things in the intestines. Um, you know, it, it attaches to the intestinal cell wall, and it actually has the ability to um, get rid of that overgrowth of pathogenic bacteria and help bring our good bacteria back to life almost. And I always like to kind of use the garden analogy here. It's like, if you look at a garden, and the garden has weeds and there's been plants that have been stepped on and trampled on. You think of the spores as going in there and actually getting rid of that overgrowth of the weeds and helping bring those plants that have been stepped in and trampled on back to life. It's not really about reseeding. We're not putting there and putting one or two new plants in there. We're taking our own good bacteria that we have. You know, people will do stool tests and they'll say, Oh, I have, I have zero amount of XYZ bacteria. And it's actually not very unlikely. You, you have that bacteria. It just needs to come back to life. And so that's what the spores do. They're reconditioning that gut. And it's why we see such profound results because we're getting to the root cause of it. We're not just planting a new plant in that garden. We're actually making this garden so robust and beautiful and getting rid of the overgrowth of the weeds and the pathogenic bacteria and helping the, the good plants come to life. That's amazing. And I love the garden analogy. I've heard you use that in other podcasts. So what it sounds like is we're really always in like this like ebb and flow of kind of like good and bad bacteria. Like you always hear people like trying to kill candida and kill this. And it's like, I don't really know if you're specifically trying to kill that. The problem is we've let it overgrown because of the environmental stressors. We have heavy metals. We're eating terrible foods. So there's a lot of factors that go into it. But what we're doing here with the spore-based probiotics, we're allowing the, you know, the good bacteria to kind of thrive, kind of go back into balance. And once you get the balance of that ecosystem, you start to see systemic benefits, right? Like help with brain fog, ADHD and other things like that. Correct. Absolutely. And you know what? You hit the nail on the head because that's exactly what we're not talking about obliterating all the bad bacteria or getting rid of candida. Candida is a natural part of our gut flora. It's the overgrowth where it becomes problematic. And that's what's so unique about these spores is they have the ability to read the microbial environment. I mean, they actually know what to do. So they're going to do something different in your gut than they're going to do in my gut because we have different guts. And it, it's it's pretty incredible how intelligent these bacteria are. And they're reading that environment and they, they know not to obliterate it all. It's not like, you know, we're going to get rid of all the bacteria or, the, or all of the candida. We just want to get rid of the overgrowth of it. And that's what's so unique about the spores. Yes, that's that's amazing. I didn't realize they had kind of like their own little kind of intelligence and consciousness in there and they kind of work with each individual differently. How do you think that that's happening? 
Well, it's just because bacteria read each other all the time. And that's just a normal part of bacteria. I remember being at a show once and a doctor, you know, a doctor was like, bacteria don't read each other. And I'm like, that's, that's all they do is read each other. They, they totally know how to read the environment. So they, that, and they are meant, we were meant to, we evolved to have these probiotic strains consumed. Like I said, through our environment, through the foods that we ate, we were, and, and these bacteria are, they have the ability to read our, our gut and our microbiome. And, and that's why they stay there for about 21 to 28 days where they're reading the entire intestinal tract and going to work in every part of the tract. And it, it's really fascinating. Yeah, I do think that these little microorganisms have a little consciousness of their own. And if you want to try an experiment, if you're a person who eats like a lot of sugar or carbs, try not eating some sugar or carbs for a couple of days and see see what kind of cravings you have. And that's not just because your brain's super uh, used to having those. I think there's like as the, there's killing off some bacteria, right? And as the, they die, they signal to you, give me more of what you've been giving me because I want that as my fuel, as my food. So that's like a little experiment people could try because they'll see that their body calls for something that these bacteria really want and that they thrive off of. Yeah, no, could not agree with you more. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So um, what do the numbers mean on the probiotics? I know you, you guys talk on this quite a bit. Everyone sees all these different 50 billion CFUs or whatever. I don't even know the numbers exactly, but I know your guys is, isn't as high and you have a good reason for it. Yeah. So that's just, there's no science behind that. You know, people will say, oh, get, you know, doctors will even tell people, oh, get a probiotic that has 50 billion CFUs, at least 50 billion or 100 billion CFUs. You know, it'll be like right on the front page, you know, front cover of your um, probiotic bottle and or 200, you see now 250 billion CFUs, 500 billion CFUs. <laughs> and that is literally, it's like America, you know, more is better. That's really all marketing. There is no science behind that. What we need to focus on is what does the amount that you have in do? What kind of change are they making to the microflora? What, what are they doing? And so one of the first studies we did was a gastric survivability study, but I could go into that in a sec. But the, um, the other study we did was a gut model study. And that gut model study actually showed that it actually 1 billion of CFUs of our products, actually of our strain, actually caused a 30% favorable shift in the gut microbiome. So making that garden so much better just after two and a half weeks with 1 billion CFUs, um, it, it made this huge profound shift. So the key is not how many you have. It's about the ones that you do have. What kind of shift are they making? You know, we always like if you if you took the you know, you have all the majority of probiotics out there are taking these probiotics and taking 50 billion CFUs and they're they're putting so many more in there because they know they're all dying. They're just there's so much overage going in there and they're but they're all still dying. So the idea of like putting 50 billion CFUs in your gut microbiome is like taking like a pool, like a, a like a you know, in-ground pool that's filled with quarters and throwing a penny in there and thinking you're going to make a difference. And that's not going to happen with, with these strains because they're dying and they're never getting there. So the biggest thing is, you know, our probiotic only has 3 billion CFUs, uh, four strains and 3 billion CFUs. And we've seen, I talked about the leaky gut study already. We know that the gut model study that we did showed a 30% favorable shift in two and a half weeks. I mean, this is this is profound changes you're seeing with a small amount. It, it, it really, the numbers of strains, there is no science behind that. And it, it's really become a marketing piece. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for clearing that up. And I think 
people get kind of their head wrapped around like, oh, we have all this bacteria. So, you know, more must be better. That's what we always think. More must be better. And it really doesn't. Yeah. It's really like how how bioavailable is it? How effective is it? What's it actually doing? Who's got the studies on that? So I'm glad you guys have kind of put the money behind the studies. I know it costs quite a bit to kind of run those type of scientific studies. But that's why I want to have you guys on because I know you do do the research and you really have the science behind it. I'm not always science based because I know it does cost some money. I, you know, antidotes do matter, but it is great when you can get some anecdotal, ev- anecdotal evidence and then have the science to back it. So that's great. Um, yeah. When you're taking these probiotics, I've heard people like Dr. Pompa speak about like not taking them consistently. Should people cycle them at all or can you take them daily? How does, how do you, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. The reason I think it's important to take them daily is that our, we evolved to take these daily. Really, we evolved. To, we were eating off the land and we were getting these strains on a regular basis. They were meant to be consumed on a regular basis. Um, and that's why I think it's important to take things daily. I mean, I think it's to take these strains daily. I always, you know, it is always a good idea to maybe take a day off or two in the week if you'd like to. Um, I just think with everything that's been going on in this world lately, I've been the opposite. I've been taking things so consistently because I just don't want to, you know, mess around with my immune system or anything. But um, they're actually, these strains were meant to be consumed on a regular basis. Our ancestors ate off the land and got these strains, but there's nothing wrong with taking a couple days off or a day or, you know, even taking it every other day is so much better than just not taking these because these are so critical to our overall health. Awesome. Cool. I wanted to clear that up because I've heard some, you know, I don't know if he was specifically talking about your probiotics, but he was just talking about kombuchas or probiotics in general is kind of like take them for a while, but then take a break. But um, these are these are different, I think, than some of the normal probiotics. So you may not have even been touching on yours. Yeah, uh, these are a yeah. totally different category of probiotics. I mean, you can't even there's when people talk about probiotics in general, I mean, they're just, this is a completely different category. And we were disruptors when we brought this to the market. And I mean, it was, and now we see why we're a different category because we have such different effects than most, the majority of probiotics on the market. And I don't mean to say that the probiotics on the market that were made up of a lactobacillus and bifidobacterium are like, um, these companies are ill-willed or they were trying to trick any of us. This is just based on what we used to know about the microbiome. You know, like I said, back in, you know, when the National Institutes of Health did that human microbiome project, we learned more about the gut than we ever knew before. And that's more what our approach is based on and this new science. So I don't think that there are, you know, companies out there that are ill-willed or, but now the science is pretty clear that those probiotics really are not making um, much of an impact on the gut, if at all. Yeah. And I agree. And from just trying a few, I only tried a few and I was like, I don't know, I don't, I don't really get much out of these. Um, I know on the bottle with, uh, your probiotics, it kind of recommends like start slow, take one capsule, take one every other day. Why do you recommend people starting slow? Um, the reason we recommend it is because there's something called the Herxheimer reaction or a die off reaction. And what happens is when you're cleaning up your gut, you know, when they're cleaning up, there's some byproducts that come from the toxins that are being, you know, when you're getting rid of that pathogenic bacteria, there are toxins that are produced and some people could actually experience some discomfort. It actually doesn't happen that often, but I always record, I always mention it because, you know, the people who that's happening to the people who are having the die off, 
I mean, that's a huge indication that you had some serious pathogenic bacteria you're dealing with and you need this product even probably more so than other people. But, and it's like those people that start to have that die off reaction are like, oh, this is not good for me. I can't take this. But yet this, those are the people that actually need it. So we always recommend go slowly. Um, or, you know, maybe you start with one a capsule a day, which is what it's the normal, you know, dosage is one capsule a day with food. It's super easy. Um, and you can start and if you start to have some type of reaction, then slow down. You could go to one capsule every other day. Or like you said, you could open the capsule and mix it with food or drink and do half a capsule one day and half a capsule the next day. Um, it depends on what your, you know, risk tolerance is. If you want to just try to one a day, you could do that. Or we do recommend people go slowly just so you don't have any discomfort. And then after a couple of days or a week, you could slowly titrate up to just that one capsule a day. Um, and, you know, most people are perfectly fine with it. Every once in a while, you find someone that just, it works better to do a half a capsule every day or do one capsule every day. But most people, um, you know, are fine with the one cap a day. Hello, everyone. First of all, I'd love to thank you for tuning in to the Integrative Thoughts podcast. I am your host, Matt Kaufman. And through this platform, I plan on seeking out guests that interest me, that I am curious about, and overall just living a more meaningful, purposeful life in hopes that you as listeners and I myself can grasp onto a little bit of their knowledge and integrate that into our daily lives. Yeah, and, and I'll speak to my because I, uh, my experience is going to be a lot different. I'm obviously was one of the people you were talking about because of my severe gut dysfunction and all the Lyme disease stuff. And I was like, ah, oh, whatever. I'm kind of biohacker guy, whatever. I'll take two. And I was like having some severe brain fog for a little while. I was like, all right, something's happening there. Let me back off and slow it down a little bit. And uh, it, it went away relatively fast within a week, I would say, I, as going slow. But it's super funny. I was like, okay, there definitely work. And I've never felt that with a different probiotic. And so I was a little like off. I had like ADHD almost. And I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. I a little bit too, too fast, too quick. And that's usually my go-to. I usually go too high and then I back down to my edge. And that's probably my addictive personality, but just, <laughs> just how yeah. I function and how I work in the world. But yeah. I don't recommend that. Follow the, follow the instructions on the bottle, especially if you have some severe gut dysfunction. And speaking to like dosing, is there like kind of like a biohacker's dose or is like too much kind of like doing, is that like going to not be beneficial if I took like four or five? Right. Well, it would just be a waste of money. Probably. I take two every day just because, um, I just do. I feel I'm, I'm just like, I, I'm so passionate about gut health and I see how important it is, but it's normally just one a day. And you know, the times I would say to take two are, um, if you're like on an antibiotic, I would take, we have a study that actually show that these strains survive the presence of an antibiotic, which is huge. Most probiotics would be killed off by the presence of an antibiotic, but the spores actually survive the presence of an antibiotic. So if you are taking an antibiotic, we know that it's so disruptive to our gut health. Antibiotics are just so, so horribly disruptive to our gut health. But if you have to take one, then I would take two at the same time. I wouldn't take one in the morning, one at night. You take two at the same time, maybe an hour or two after you've taken an antibiotic. 
Um, the other time I would suggest to take two is like if you're not feeling 100%, you know, you really want to support that immune system. Like I said, 70% of your immune receptors are found in your gut lining. So we really want to be focusing on our, um, uh, you know, our gut when we're not feeling our best. So that's another time to take two um, or you're traveling or you're not sleeping a lot, you know, just to kind of give yourself a boost. But most of the time it's just one and it would probably be pretty oh, just a waste of money to take you know four or five I, I mean I've been guilty of it you know I have been guilty of it <laughs> the same way you know especially if I'm not if I like I'm not feeling well and I'm traveling a lot I'll take like I have taken you know I've taken up to like eight a day so it's pretty crazy but usually I'd say one a day is fine but it certainly isn't going to hurt you yeah it's super funny I, I texted Todd Chipman I'm sure you know him uh, and he, I was like what's a biohackers dose I just took four what is is that gonna be too much and he's like dude just he's like dude just take two I'm like okay I'm like, <laughs> always trying to see like what what a few more will do like will I have better bowels or am I gonna feel terrible but I didn't really feel too bad but it was just like ah maybe it's overkill so I've just been sticking to two personally and uh that's been pretty good for me um what was I? I uh, lost my train of thought now that I'm laughing. Um, when people are taking these, do you? Uh, we touched on the allergies a little bit. Um, have you seen kind of reduction in, in like allergic responses to foods once you kind of heal up the gut? Yeah, one, you know, of course we have to be careful with what we say, but we have what we know is that um, when you start to fix that leakiness of the gut and you start, you know, stop that you start to see people being able to tolerate foods better. And we never suggest, oh, start taking the product and, you know, start having peanuts. But what we what we know is the more amount of the, the more diverse groups of foods we eat, that's so much more better for our gut, so much better for our gut. We know that. Um, and what, what's happened is we've lived in these silos of like, like you said, vegan, paleo, carnivore. And it's like, oh, it drives me crazy because I'm like, everybody needs to be eating a diverse group of foods. That's the best thing we could be doing for our gut. So when people are, you know, and that's another thing people say, oh, I'm allergic to this, I'm allergic to that. Like, that's a sign you've got some serious issues going on. You know, it's not just avoid those foods. It's like, why do you have that allergy? And that's what I'm so passionate about, getting to the root cause of it and trying to fix that allergy that you're experiencing and then hopefully start to slowly introduce that food back in. And and we have seen that with people. Um, yeah. In fact, I have a really good friend who had this crazy black pepper allergy and she started healing her le leaky gut and um, she's able to tolerate black pepper now. You know, it, it's it's pretty crazy. It's pretty am amazing um, how when you start to fix your gut, you start to be able to tolerate foods. I totally agree. I actually think that the carnivore camp is has some immune dysfunction that you should be able to have some foods and different food groups and you shouldn't be just bedridden from. I mean, maybe sometimes people do have like a dairy allergy, but like as far as like these less common things that people aren't normally allergic to, you know, like different vegetables and stuff like that. Like if you can't digest that like healthy food group, then there's potentially some immunological issues there or gut dysfunction that you need to work on. Yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, we as a society eat like 12 to 15 different types of foods a year. And our ancestors were eating like 300 to 400 different types of foods a year. So, I mean, one of the strategies I like to recommend is people going to like ethnic grocery stores and finding different types of vegetables to eat and just to introduce your, that's going to create more diversity in your gut microbiome. And, and we all know if we have a diverse microbiome, we have a healthy microbiome. And if we have a healthy microbiome, we are healthy. So uh, I, I cannot 
agree with you more that we just, we need to, you know, create more diversity in the foods that we eat too. I'm very, I'm a creature of habit and I end up doing the same things all the time, but I'm very prescriptive about wanting to go to the store and find different vegetables that I'm using and, and go to different types of grocery stores to expose myself to different types of, you know, vegetables out there. Absolutely. And I've actually found some pretty good benefits with acacia fiber, which I think is pretty low as far as like people having any immune response to it. But adding a little bit of that in my coffee is kind of like a prebiotic. That's kind of helped me quite a bit, too. So maybe people could because some of the fiber supplements, you know, they would make me kind of almost constipated. But I found with acacia fiber, I'm like a little bit more regular and smooth. And I think it does help the, the gut uh, biome as well. Yeah. You know, um, we talk about the prebiotics all the time. We have a prebiotic also. And the biggest thing is we did not launch a prebiotic. Here we are, this gut health supplement company, like this disruptors in the gut health space. But we didn't, we did not launch a prebiotic because one of the problems with a lot of prebiotics out there is they have difficult distinguishing between the beneficial and the pathogenic bacteria in the gut. So a lot of times people will take prebiotics to eat prebiotic foods and actually will make a problem worse. That's why so many people say, I, I feel bad taking certain vegetables. That's because they have an overgrowth of, you know, bacteria. And so those prebiotic foods or prebiotic fibers are actually feeding the weeds in the garden and making the problem worse. So that's we when we launched ours, we um, launched with these oligosaccharides that actually only target the beneficial bacteria. And that was really important. That's what we call a precision prebiotic because it's only targeting the beneficial bacteria in the gut. And so it's also increasing that diversity in the gut by tenfold. You know, the probiotic is already increasing diversity, but then you've got that prebiotic and it's also, you know, actually it's more like a hundredfold. The prebiotic is increasing in diversity. So great point about, you know, the acacia fiber also just, we know that prebiotics will help, you know, increase that diversity. And um, we want to make sure though, we're taking prebiotics that are only targeting the beneficial bacteria. Yeah, that's amazing. And I haven't tried the prebiotic supplement yet, but it makes sense. Would people start those at the same time or would you work on just doing the probiotic first and then adding in the prebiotic? How's that work? Yeah. If I were a good salesperson, I would tell you to start it all at the same time. But no, I always suggest starting with the probiotic, um, especially because of that die off too. If somebody had that, I would suggest take always starting with the probiotic and then maybe a couple, maybe two, three weeks later, introducing the prebiotic. Um, that's what I would suggest doing just to see, oh, I was, cool. it's nice to see what is making a difference, you know? So I know that's the problem with biohackers. I'm like, I'm like, what's actually working? I started five new supplements this week. I'm on nootropics. I'm on this. I'm like, well, I don't know. Something's working, but it's, what's funny. It's, uh, it, the proper way should probably be to introduce one thing at a time, but I'm usually trying to research for someone on the show and they send me stuff or I, I buy something from them and use it for a couple months. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes I'm on a little bit too much, I think, but I guess in, in the name of being a guinea pig and research for the show, I just kind of, kind of yeah. rush through it. Yeah. We're all guilty of doing that. We're all guilty. <laughs> and like, I just had a friend's son over who is suffering from RA and Crohn's and I just met with him and tried to like, explain what to do. And I'm like, it's so tempting. I want him to start it all at the same time. And I'm like, no, start this. And then we literally put it in his calendar. And on two weeks later, we're going to be, you start the prebiotic. And then two weeks later, you start this. And so we we had it all laid out. Yeah, that's probably the, the best way to go about it. And then you can just get better data on what actually works. So I definitely recommend that for people who, but my brain doesn't work that way. And <laughs> I just do too much at once. We all have to respect who we are. 
So I actually want to switch topics on another product that I love by you guys that I haven't really, I think I heard wellness mama talk about it a little bit, but uh, I don't hear it covered too much in your shows and it's your IgG product. Why do I love that product so much and what's it doing? Oh my God. I know why you love it because I love it just as much. Um, IgG is stands for immunoglobulin G. And so it's one of the most prevalent antibodies that we have in our, in our bodies. It is the job of antibodies is to, um, bind and neutralize toxins and, and our body will safely remove them. Um, really important to have lots of IgG in our body so that we could bind and neutralize these toxins. So like grab onto these toxins and get rid of them, um, and have our body safely get rid of them. And so our IgG product, actually we, we were invited to speak at a group of, a group of HIV researchers all around the world. And, um, it was a really incredible experience. Um, they were really re- focusing on the ceiling of the gut lining, which is why we were invited to speak at it. And that it was there that we met the formulators of this IgG, like where we were able, the suppliers of this IgG. And we learned about how important it is that there, this IgG product actually gives our gut 25% more immunoglobulin G. So, you know, here our gut is probably the worst neighborhood in our whole body with all these pathogens and viruses and parasites and things like that. And it actually um, goes in and gives our gut 25% more IgG to help rid our body of these, you know, offenders in our gut. So um, it's so supportive of our gut lining. It's further support of our gut lining. It's also further support of our immune system. It's really helping our immune system. You know, the, the HIV researchers were explaining that um, people with HIV weren't dying from viral load. They were actually dying from that um, leakiness of the gut or the, you know, basically toxins seeping into the bloodstream. And so um, the, the IgG is so, so critical for our immune health and also getting rid of some of those toxins that are in our gut. Super interesting. And I thought I read somewhere, you can correct me if I'm wrong, about like it actually what might help with the die off, right? If you're kind of killing off some of the bacteria, you use the IgG and um, it'll also help kind of sweep up them toxins that get released. Is that is that right? That's exactly right. And I'm glad you brought that up. That was the other thing. when I met with my friend's son yesterday, we were talking about, um, you know, I told him usually I'm like, just take one product starting out. He had kind of already dabbled in the probiotics. So I'm like, start with the IgG because it will, um, it will definitely, when you have that die off reaction, it's going to bind and neutralize those toxic, toxic residue that the die off created and will allow your body to safely remove it with the IgG. So I'm a huge fan of the IgG. Um, I kind of stopped taking it like a couple of years ago for like maybe six months and, I swear I noticed I started getting sick more. I was like, what the heck's going on? And so, um, I don't know, it's a coincidence, but I, I am so vigilant about my IgG. Um, I make sure my parents, my in-laws, um, my kids, everyone's on it on a regular basis. That's amazing. Is it like similar to like a colostrum? I know they have like some uh, growth factors in there. Or is it just completely different? It, no, it is. The concept is similar to colostrum. Absolutely. The difference is that we don't, it's not dairy. So, you know, so many people and colostrum has sometimes like the pus associated with it. And so we have, this is, you know, dairy free. It is, um, it also gives you about three times more IgG than colostrum. Um, so it's, it's just a, it, it's a very similar approach though to colostrum, but it just is oh. so much more potent. I mean, three times more of the IgG delivered into your gut and, um, it's dairy free, which, you know, obviously dairy is very um, detrimental to a lot of people.
Yeah, I actually got introduced to it by Dr. Minkoff when I had my Lyme protocol. Um, he did a lot of muscle testing and stuff. It was a different brand, but it was, you know, it was the, it was the uh, same idea. But uh, I, I was on so many things that I didn't know, like, what the hell was going on. He had me on so many herbs and I was doing ozone treatments. And there's just like this whole thing where I was like, I don't know what's working or not. I'm on so much stuff. But then once I kind of got out of that, I started using your probiotics stacked with it. And I feel great when I do those in combination. Honestly, I think it's I think it's a good one two combo for people to start. I agree. I agree. Like that would be the one exception. Like I said, you could probably start those at the same time. And in fact, it might, like you said, it, it should help with any die off reaction people would have too. So. Yeah, that's amazing. Have you heard about the combination of the probiotic and the IgG working well for like mold toxicity? Cause I've read that. Yeah. Um, you know, we have, I mean, there's studies that are showing that the IgG will actually help with mold toxicity. Um, and it would probably be a higher dosage. Um, we'd probably recommend something that would be probably double the dose. Like ours is four capsules a day just for the regular doses. But I would say to go up to, you know, double that, maybe even a little bit more if you're trying to deal with a mold issue. Um, you know, and you would do like maybe five in the morning and five at night. Um, I, it's good to take it first thing in the morning, but it's also really good to take it at night because it allows it to work a little bit better because your digestion is slowed down at that point. But um, definitely a great tool in your toolbox trying to get rid of mold toxicity. Awesome. So you would keep the probiotic at the same amount, but you would bump up the IgG. Is that what, it's, is that what I'm getting at? Yep. Okay. I mean, That's cool. So you- I would probably, I guess... I wouldn't, it wouldn't be a bad idea to double up the probiotic either. I mean, in this, in this acute situation, yeah, that would be a good idea to do it also. Maybe do double the pro and then do a little bit more than double with IgG. Okay. That makes, that makes sense. I was, cause I was wondering that because I'm, I mean, I live here in Florida and that's what kind of first sparked a lot of my health issues was living in a moldy house and then moved out of there and felt a little bit better, but then I had Lyme and all this other stuff going on. So I talk to people all the time and, when I kind of like dig in with them, I, you know, living down here, I'm like, what do you know about your house? And I've had few people like, yep, yep, it has mold, it has mold. And, and I'm like, yeah. And so I really, uh, I was, I think it was holistic savage, Brendan. He's great. He, uh, he recommended, uh, the spore probiotics and the IgG formula for mold. And I know he's super deep in the weeds on mold having dealt with it himself. So I didn't know what a protocol would look like though. Yeah, definitely increase the IgG for sure. And I mean, not a bad idea to increase the probiotic too. And, you know, we have a product coach on our team too. If any, you know, down the road, if somebody's really interested in knowing how to pair some of the products, um, we have a product coach. Her name is Emily on our team. You could always, you know, talk to her, call in and talk to her email and talk to her. Okay. And she might give specific recommendations for like specific things people might be dealing with. Yeah. And for the, which products would, be, you know, the best route for you. So I think it's a little overwhelming. I mean, everybody should be on the probiotic. That's a no brainer. But then what would be the next one to introduce and when to introduce it and what would make the most sense? Awesome. That's amazing. All right. Well, let's change gears. There's another uh, product that you have. I haven't took yours specifically, but I uh, dove into the weeds last year quite a while on vitamin K2. And so why do you think that the vitamin K2 is super important for health? Yeah, it's so funny because again, we're like this probiotic, you know, we're the gut health supplement product and we're launching a K2 product, but we are adamant about only 
launching products that are missing and needed in the market um, and research-based. Um, and we know how important vitamin K2 is, um, vitamin K27 in particular. Um, and it's really, really, we know that vitamin K27 is really important for bone health and heart health. Um, and we know that most people are deficient in vitamin K2. Our, the main source of vitamin K2-7 has been from, you know, natto, the Japanese food natto, which, you know, most people don't eat on a regular basis. Organ meats, it's also another huge source of it, which we're not eating at, as much anymore. Maybe some people in your audience are, but most, the majority of population are not eating organ meats. Um, and so we're really deficient in it. And we're taking all these high doses of vitamin D, which is really great. We need vitamin D, but we need the K2 because if you're taking high doses of vitamin D, it could create more inefficiency, more, de more deficiency of vitamin K27. And the job of vitamin K27, just to back up, is basically um, to direct calcium away from the arteries. So we don't want it by the heart and put it into the bone. That, that is the job of vitamin K2. And, and really we are not, we're just not getting any sources we don't we don't consume on a regular basis um vitamin k2 and um, our vitamin k2 is unique in that it's natural it's a natural form of vitamin k2 a lot of the pro or a lot of the k2 on the market is synthetic and it has a sh shorter half-life it's not staying there for a while um and so the vitamin K2, I'm, I'm a huge fan. There's so many studies on vitamin K2 that I, it blows my mind that people are not talking about, that doctors aren't screaming from the rooftops. There was a study, um, Rotterdam study. It's called the Rotterdam study. It was done with 4,800 patients, subjects over a 10 year period. It showed a 50% reduction in arterial calcification. It showed a 50% reduction in, um, in, uh, cardiovascular death. It, it also showed a 30% reduction in all-cause mortality. So not just like heart issues, but all-cause mortality, because we know how important that vitamin K2 is. Um, there are studies on cancer, on diabetes, um, in neuropathy on vitamin K2 and how important it is. But the studies on vitamin K2 with um, heart health and bone health are so profound. It, it blows my mind that allopathic doctors are not talking about this because they don't even know what it is. I mean, I went to my doctor once when I used to go to an allopathic doctor and I mentioned vitamin K2 and he had no idea what it was. And it's just, it's such an important compound and it's such an important nutrient for people. Um, and really, if you're taking vitamin D, you should definitely be taking vitamin K2. And if you're taking calcium, which hopefully nobody is, but if you're taking calcium, you know, you need to be taking vitamin K2 as well. Yeah, there's a couple of reps. For one, people are, are overdosing on this vitamin D and it, it works synergistically with even, I think, vitamin A. People overlook like the retinol aspect of, of the, you know, the ratios that vitamin A and D need to be in. And then also uh, the calcification piece. I'm glad you touched on that because people don't realize that they have all these like calcium deposits and I'm not in the camp of doing no calcium. I think it's important, but I do think that we need the K2 to kind of mobilize it, put it in the bones, put it in the teeth, put it where it needs to be. Because if it's just deposited in your joints or wherever it may be, your brain or whatever, you can really get some crazy issues. And I've even read into like the emotional aspect, like we kind of create this, this shell emotionally and calcium plays a big role in that. Have you dove into that? No, you know what? I, I haven't really dove into that, but um, there's a great book. I don't know if you've read it called um, Vitamin K2 and the Calcium Paradox. Have you ever read it? I've heard of it, but I haven't read it. Awesome book talking about like K2 and 
I mean, and pregnant women that really need to be taking high doses of vitamin K2, there's actually no like known lethal dose of vitamin K2. I mean, the more K2, the better. I mean, the study that that Rotterdam study was done on only 45 micrograms, but there are so many more studies coming out saying that high doses of vitamin K2 are really making such an impact on um, on our overall health. Like I said, not just heart health or bone health, but like our overall all-cause mortality. It's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's it's super. The calcification piece is super interesting, and then the calcium is also like super affected by like EMFs and things like that. So I'm like, oh, it's there's so much to dive into around the calcification, but I do think a good K2 supplement is probably going to be pretty profound for people. And if you're taking vitamin D, definitely make sure it's got K2 in there. Yeah, well, and there's a a study I think that was showing that women with who are taking calcium supplements have a higher degree of heart disease, and that is explains it. If you need to take the calcium, take the vitamin K2 with it because that's going to direct the calcium. Calcium is great in the bones; it's not great in the heart. So we need to, you know, make sure it's going the right way, and that's the job of K2. It's the traffic cop, like kind of telling it where to go. Right. And the people can get, you know, if they eat a lot of raw dairy and stuff, you get some K2 in there. But it seems like with the calcification issue, you may even need a supplement that's a little bit more powerful to direct it where it needs to go. Yeah. Yeah. There's some like cheeses from Northern Ireland that, you know, have high amounts of K2 in it. But, you know, most people just aren't eating that on a regular basis. <laughs> um, if you are eating organ meats and you're eating, you know, the cheeses from Northern Europe, then by all means, you know, you don't need to take K2. But I can't, I can't express it enough. And we have a K2 alone, just a vitamin K2 seven product. And then we have one that's vitamin K2 and D3. Some people just want the K2 alone because they're already taking D in other areas. But um, we just, and I just want to reiterate is that when you're taking high amounts of vitamin D without K2, it can increase that deficiency of K2. And we don't want a deficiency of K2 because that's what leads to osteoporosis and um, heart disease. Absolutely. I've, yeah. Matt Blackburn got me huge into the fat soluble vitamins and I like was really like trying to wrap my head around that for a while last year. I'm like, wow, these fat soluble vitamins are about as important as anything else in the body as well. And, but they all work. Everything works like in ratios, just like minerals. And so it's just so much for people to try to dig into. And they think that they're taking something to be healthy, but they also are causing deficiencies and imbalances elsewhere. So it's super important to kind of try to get this message out here and get some more of the information out about how, how the stuff works instead of just blindly taking vitamin D. Right. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. And then there's a whole camp that are like anti-vitamin D and now it causes all kinds of issues in the body. I don't, I, I don't know where I stand on that. I looked into that for a while. I'm like, vitamin D is not great. It's so funny. It's like, there's always like two sides and you got to try to discern between the two and see what like resonates with you. I know it's so bad. You know, you get to a point where you don't know, you know, you just don't know what to believe or you don't believe anything. And, you know, it's just, and <laughs> I don't know. I try to look at research and, and like you said, anecdotal um, and, and just common sense. Sometimes you just got to like look at common sense and, and try things and see how you feel with them. And everyone's different. You know, everybody feels different with things, but um, I know my, my niece actually broke her, ankle um, years ago and she started taking vitamin K2. Um, I'm like, you need to start taking vitamin K2 because you had a broken bone. And um, the doc, she went back for an x-ray and they were, the doctor was like, oh my God, this is healing so quickly. I've never seen something like this. And I'm like, 
Yeah, because, you know, we're helping support the bone. And, and, you know, it's really important for young kids, too, because their bones are building. And I mean, I've had my kids on K2 for as long as we've had the product because they're all they all have been college. My two daughters are college athletes. My son is a college athlete now. And, um, you know, you want to keep their bones strong with their, you know, getting fallen on the ground and all that. So really important to keep your bones healthy. Absolutely. And then the, you guys got them on the gut support. So they're probably doing well because a lot of that over uh, activity can cause some stress on the gut. So helping the yeah. gut out, getting the K2 in, they're, they're on the right path. Yeah. They're, I always feel like that's been the best gift of this whole journey we've been on and launching the product is that we have given our kids so much health and empowered them. I mean, I'm so, so passionate about empowering people as you are with your podcast. But I, you know, that's why I met with this friend of ours yesterday because I'm like, We've, you have to educate yourself when you're going to talk to these allopathic doctors. There's a place for them. And I'm not saying, you know, they're, they're good people, you know, they're good people. They're just educated by big pharma. And I just want to empower my kids, everybody that I love, everyone that I talk to and your audience and just take control of your health. And if they're listening to you, they're already on that, you know, journey already. But I just, I want people to just understand their health. And I don't, it doesn't, you don't just take our product or I just, if they take any probiotics, just go on that journey. And, and my comp, my competitor is not other pharmaceutical or other um, probiotic companies. It's the pharmaceutical companies. I don't want people on pharmaceuticals and putting a bandaid on things. I want them to get to the root cause of an issue and figure out what's going on to feel your best and truly live your best life. And I've given that gift to my kids and I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, that's amazing. And I'm super glad. Honestly, it's like the biggest blessing getting sick because I now I know a lot of things that I can help my children with in the future to not be sick. And you even have to be discerning a little bit uh, and really empower yourself, even at these functional health practitioners, like the alternative space are into pushing so many supplements and stuff, too. And they're not pushing pharmaceuticals, but you can leave with a bag full of expensive ass goodies out of there that Sometimes for me, a lot of times didn't work, wasn't getting to the root cause as well. So I do think you have to experiment with yourself and do the research and really learn to kind of help yourself out and then be able to help the people around you. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that's why I'm always adamant about trying one at a time, one product at a time, because then you really see the difference that a particular product is making. And uh, yeah, I mean, again, like there's abuses in every industry. We're going to find them. And that's one of the reasons why we were so adamant about doing things with research and doing double blind human clinical trials on our products so that we, we not only had the anecdotal evidence, but we had the research behind it. Yeah. And that's the other problem is I think even like the alternative people are, they're really, really, they're even more than big pharma and like allopathic doctors. They're really trying their best. But then if their workload gets high enough, just like a regular doctor, they're not staying up to date with all this new research that comes out because it comes out faster than we can even read it in the yeah. new world. And so they're really hearts in the right place by giving you the supplements and the herbs instead of the uh, pharmaceuticals. But, you know, to be able to stay on pace with like all the new research, it takes a lot of dedication. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, I, I do, I get fearful that the supplement space will get to the, you know, the way pharmaceuticals are. And, you know, I don't want it to get like that. And I, we are, you know, here I am a business owner, but I'm also, we were older when we launched this company. And I think that was really important because we are faith, we are constantly being pitched different ingredients and different things, but we just, we don't do it. I mean, we just stay true to, you know, we, we're never going to be a pro, a company that has 200 SKUs. You know, that's not who we want to be ever. We really want to bring things that are 
you know, missing and needed in the market. And we want to not just jump on a bandwagon and, and really and, and not become the pharmaceutical, you know, where you're just trying to sell more and sell more and um, not really making a difference in people's lives. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, you know, I try to be discerning because people reach out to me, you know, I want to be on the show as far as their coaching programs or their supplements and things like that. And if I haven't tried the product or I heard really good things about it from at least, you know, some really friends that I really, really respect, I usually don't have them on because I just, I try to be discerning with it. Not to say that I'm always right. I could be wrong about any product line that I bring on here and change my mind over time. I am human. I'm allowed to do that. But for now, I try to bring on the best that I, you know, best that I've used, the best that I've heard about, things like that. And that's all I can do for now because there's so many new supplements coming out and so much new research so fast, and different biohacks that it's it's a little uh, hard to keep up with sometimes. Oh, yeah, I couldn't. I agree. I totally agree. And kudos to you for, you know, keeping your standards high. Yeah, it's just it's the only way to be. And I mean, sometimes, you know, they're they're more expensive. But, you know, if they're the best on the market, that's who I want to tell people about. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I Absolutely. appreciate you. Yeah. Thank that's why you're here. <laughs> and immensely. You have no idea how much I appreciate that. Yeah. No, your stuff's great. Well, why don't we uh, talk about another product that you guys sent me? I hadn't tried it until you sent it over. It's uh, this Calm product. So what what the hell is a, is a psychobiotic? Yeah. So a psychobiotic, <laughs> actually, it's a fairly new term that was coined, I mean, probably about seven years ago or so. And it basically, what it means is it's the friendly bacteria that's supporting that gut-brain connection. Um, so it's supporting that gut-brain access. And um, psychobiotics basically help improve that communication between the gut and the brain. Um, we know that there's a huge connection. That's why, you know, one of the things I tell people when they're trying to take care of their gut health is to maybe introduce a meditation practice or a deep breathing practice, because we know the calmer we are, our brain will send signals down to the gut. And the reverse is true. If our gut is healthy, it will send signals back to the brain and we'll be calm. And, you know, this is not woo woo. We know that we, when, you know, you're nervous about something or you're excited about something, you have butterflies in your stomach. Or if you're nervous, you, you know, have to go to the bathroom a little bit more regularly. There is definitely this connection between the gut and the brain. And it's, um, this connection is through the vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve is, you know, one of the largest communication superhighways. I like to call it between the gut and the brain going back and forth to each other. And so, um, the psychobiotic that we're working with is a strain called seventh bifidolongum 1714. And it has this, um, it has this shell around itself, it's not an endospore shell, but, um, also a different type of a shell that actually allows it to get through to the gastric system. But what it's doing is actually helping reduce cortisol levels. So, you know, we know that two offenders to brain health are the chronic inflammation that we get when LPS toxins seep into the bloodstream that we had talked about, that chronic inflammation can lead to the brain and cause brain inflammation. The other source of inflammation in our brain are these external stressors that we deal with on a regular basis. So for example, you know, you get cut off in traffic or you have this crazy long list of things to do and you don't have enough hours in the day and you have all these, you know, we're in a fight with a loved one, whatever it might be, these external stressors that we deal with on a daily basis create this cortisol, you know, increase in cortisol. And then 
Um, so what the psychobiotic is doing is helping deal with those external stressors. Um, they actually, it's, it's been shown in studies to reduce the perception of stress. Um, they took stool samples of people who really didn't have any, you know, ha- were able to handle stress better. And they found that they had higher amounts of this 1714 strain in their stool compared to those who had a lot of anxiety, depression, or stress, you know, couldn't handle stress. Um, and they had virtually no amounts of 1714 in their stool samples. So, and they showed after four weeks of the strains, it actually allowed people to be able to perceive stress better, um, allowing to handle stress better and reduce that cortisol amount, um, or cortisol levels. So, um, really, really important. Um, we launched that about a year ago and, it flew off. I mean, we couldn't, we, we sold out of it almost immediately. Unfortunately, this is a very relevant topic right now. People are dealing with epidemic amounts of stress and um, the psychobiotic really, we know that the, the probiotic alone is half, you're halfway there because you're dealing with that, you know, the chronic inflammation that's going to the brain, you're halfway there. But the Just Calm product that we have, the psychobiotic is actually helping with those external stressors that we're dealing with on a daily basis. Yeah, that's amazing. And I, I have noticed that I've I've been taking it for, I think, like two weeks or so. And I do feel calmer. You feel a little bit more chill. I'm taking it first thing in the morning, uh, just kind of on an empty stomach. Is that how you recommend it? Yeah, actually, we do recommend it taking it first thing in the morning because it allows you to start your day off, you know, get, without all of that baggage and more in that flow state. One of the other studies actually showed that it changed beta, your brainwave activity to a theta wave. So, you know, we know we all are trying to get into that theta wave, into that, you know, flow state and it, way better to start our day off like that than, um, you know, being stressed and, and always freaking out about whatever, you know, looking at your list for the day. Um, some people do take it at night because they feel like, oh, it may help me, you know, if I calm down, it may help me sleep better. But um, either way is fine. But we usually recommend starting out the day with the with the psychobiotic. Cool. And I know like we kind of want cortisol high in the morning, not too high, but like, you know, it's higher in the morning then goes down. Is it going to affect that like natural rhythm at all? Or it's just going to kind of help you feel more chill? No, it's just going to be it, it's actually just helping you like handle stress better, you know, so you're not going, your cortisol is not going to be unnaturally high, but it certainly isn't going to be unnaturally low. It's not lower. It's more lowering your um, ability there. You're it's increasing your ability to handle stress better. So that's why you're not creating, but no, 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 it's not, it's not a counterintuitive to, we, we definitely need that high cortisol in the morning. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I've been enjoying it. I felt like I feel a little bit calmer. I take it in the morning before uh, with my normal like magnesium and stuff that I take uh, with my salt water. And um, usually I go into meditation after that. And I've been enjoying that. Feel super chill, kind of zen, get my meditation on. So I've been enjoying the calm product, actually. That's awesome. Yeah, that we hear a lot of people who have just helped them get into that meditative state so much faster, too, which is really exciting. And uh, we, we've had great, great feedback on the product. It's been it's been really fun to see. It's, you know, it's so fun to see people, you know, feel better on our products. It's, I mean, I save voicemails. I have a mom whose son was on the autism, is on the autism spectrum. And, you know, kids on the autism spectrum have a lot of gut, gut dysbiosis going on. And, you know, you save all of these messages from, I have handwritten notes from people that have just, it's just changed their lives. But when you see people's mood improved it is it's really really gratifying because you you just it's such a like i said an epidemic going on right now it's so prevalent and kids and as a mom of three kids it's like seeing um what kids are dealing with on a daily basis is so sad too so 
that's it, that's my passion is just making sure kids get healthy too. Yeah, the next generation I think is going to have it the roughest. I think my generation started to feel some of the effects and I say it all the time, it's a testament to the human body. We've been getting poisoned for like pretty much ever since the industrial revolution, right? We just didn't know there's lead, mercury and everything and we yeah. just kind of took that beating and just kept a pushing and kept building and kept, you know, advancing and evolving and now, three, four generations later, we're starting to see like a huge epidemic of, you know, childhood cancer, the autism. You know, you hear doctors talk about back in the day, like if there was an autistic kid in, in the room, they would like bring all the doctors in, like, come check out this this autism thing. Like you're you're never going to see another one. And now yeah. it's like one in every couple kids has has some form of autism or on the spectrum a little bit. It's insane. I know, I know. And we just keep spraying that glyphosate all over our produce, you know? And I mean, it's like, oh my God, I, I just, I don't understand how this happens. You know, I, I just, I don't. And, um, but, you know, all we could do is try to, you know, heal the gut and, and make people feel better. But yeah, it's, it's really sad. Yeah, it's super amazing. All right. Is there any other products you want to touch on or anything that you're excited that you're working on? More gut formulations? Anything last minute you want to uh, speak about? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, we touched so many topics. I mean, like I said, if anybody ever wants to talk to our uh, product specialist, Emily, you always reach out if you have any other questions. But I think we had a nice, you know, a nice, you picked nice products to talk about. Um, obviously, I'm super passionate about all of the ones you mentioned. Um, and I, I understand people can't always start with everything, but, you know, see what makes the most sense for you. But we're just, I, I think we're really focusing more moving forward just on um, a lot of the brain health because it is so relevant, um, kind of doing some digging into that more too, more nootropics and things that will um, really further support brain health because we see that is such a problem out there right now. But again, we're not rushing to bring anything to market until we know that it's really researched. Yeah, that makes total sense. And there's a lot of the toxicity issues, I think, with the heavy metals and stuff that go into the brain fog. I know that was part of my my brain fog and things that I'm still working on a little bit for sure. And that that also affects gut health. So sometimes if people can't fix only their gut health from the probiotics, things like that, you might have to look a little bit more upstream. And that's more of a sophisticated kind of protocol you would need with a with an educated uh, person who knows about good minerals to help release the metals and different things like that. But it's still good to support the gut on the, on the mission and on the way for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yes, I agree. Like you have to work with a practitioner that specializes in that and, and definitely keep supporting your, your gut health um, along the way, of course. And just, I always recommend to people just to give themselves grace as they're going on their journey. You know, it's like, you know, introduce baby steps, make small changes that turn into huge profound results. Yeah. My my wife has to remind me sometimes because I'm like not all the way there, like where I want to be, like fully thriving. I'm back in the gym. I'm doing the podcast. I'm pretty decent. I'm pretty productive. But she has to remind me, like, do you remember like what you looked like a year and a half ago when you got diagnosed? Like you were not a person. You were not like you were unreal. And like, you know, sometimes when I'm in the midst of my brain fog days and I'm trying to do some work, I'm like, fuck, man. But then she reminds me and I'm like, damn it, you are right. I wouldn't I couldn't even sit here and have a conversation like this at all a year ago, last year even. So wow. it's it's insane and the body can heal itself, but it might it might take all of your time 24-7 for a couple of years if you get yeah. as bad as me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, your wife is a smart woman. You know, gratitude is also a huge principle in our company. And 
um, in my whole own life. But, you know, just being so grateful for what you can do right now is just a great way because it just creates more good that comes in your life. So um, good for her to remind you of that. Behind yeah, I mean wrong woman <laughs> uh, for I me mean, she's i i uh you know god bless she didn't leave in the midst of that because i you know i it's tough when you can't go out and do the things that you used to do or go on vacation because you're just too tired and you know financially you're spending every dollar at these doctors and all kinds of crap so if you people are listening get your gut health in order before you end up with uh, some form of chronic condition like i did you yeah. be proactive not reactive <laughs> yes Exactly. <laughs> cool. And I think we have a code. Um, I'll put it in the show notes in the intro. It's either ITP 10 or ITP 15. I can't remember exactly what it is. Yeah. If you go to justthrivehealth.com, um, you could put in when you check out ITP 15 and that'll give you 15% off. Um, yeah. yeah. Cool. And I'll make sure to put that in the intro and in the show notes as well. So people can try out some of these awesome products. Tina, thank you so much for coming on the show. I think we rocked it. Thanks, Matt. It was so much fun talking to you. Awesome. Thank you. If you enjoy this show, would you please take a second to subscribe, rate, and review it for me? Also, if you'd like to know more information about Combo, personalized one-on-one coaching with me, or for upcoming retreat information, which I host with my wife, please visit my website in the show notes or DM me on Instagram. My handle over there is at Integrative Matt. Until next time, my friends.